How many times do you reread an email before you actually answer it? Or are you more in email denial and you just let it hang out in your inbox purgatory? I once had a colleague who had 10,000 emails in their inbox, and I didn't actually even think that was possible. So now, mind you, they had read them. They just let them live there. It was like this one time I saw an episode of Hoarders where someone had thousands of rats just chilling in their house. That's exactly what that person's inbox felt like to me. Hello, my Time Crunch teachers, and welcome to the show. This is your team teacher, Marielle DeRosier, here to help you optimize your teaching, tech skills, and time management. Today, we're talking about all things email so that you can finally get to the elusive inbox zero. That's right. No emails in your inbox every single day. I'm going to take you through the exact steps I use to process all, yes, all of my emails in under 10 minutes a day. And you can too. Because what's most important is the time you spend with your students, not the time you spend stuck behind your computer. The three main areas I'm going to cover are how to process your emails as efficiently as possible, the only email folders you're ever going to need, and how to calendar your time so that you can blow through your email like a kinder student with a tube of glitter. All right, up first are the exact steps I use to process all of my email. Most of us like to tackle our email first thing in the morning, just in case there is something time sensitive you need to deal with, like finding out you have to give up your prep period in order to sub. Mm -hmm. Anyway, depending on how many emails you get, you'll want to set aside five to 10 minutes to process your email. Now, just like the post office to dump in a box of letters on a table, you're going to want to process your mail with maximum efficiency. And here's how you can do that. As you open each email, you're going to read it completely, but very quickly. Then you have three options of what to do with the email. You can either one, delete, Two, respond, or three, file it. That's it. Delete, respond, file. Here's how you decide which choice is best. The majority of emails I just delete. Most are informational, and once I've read them, I get it, so I can just delete it. So no need to keep any emails that are just passing on information that you can remember. Next, if you can respond to an email in two minutes or less, reply to it in that moment. But you have to be strict about this. So don't start replying to an email that's going to take you more thought or research. Remember, it's two minutes or less, so respond to it right in that moment. If it's going to take more than two minutes to respond, you're moving to option three of the delete responder file, and you are going to file it. Now, here are the only email folders you're ever going to need. No matter what program you're using, chances are you can either create email folders or labels somewhere to store the emails. Here are the ones that you are going to create. Create one called reply by end of day, another called resources for the week, and finally a third one called waiting. So reply by the end of the day, resources for the week, waiting. Let me explain how each folder works. Reply by end of day are for emails that are going to take more than two minutes to respond to, or they require you to get more information before you can reply. For example, these can be detailed directions, emails that require more thought or reflection, or emails that you just need to deal with later. But the point is they can be put off during the day while you're teaching and you can respond to them later when school's out. 
The second email folder is resources for the week. This folder can be used for emails that have information you'll need to access throughout the week. So for example, it could be for a PD schedule, for a staff meeting that's coming up, or sub-lesson plans for a class you're covering, or maybe it's information about a student that you want to refer to in a parent meeting. It's all the things that you need to reference throughout the week. Put the emails in the resources for the week folder and they'll be super easy to access on the day you need them. The final email folder is called waiting. Waiting emails are for all the emails that you're waiting for someone else to reply to first before you can respond. So these could be about a class party where people are signing up for what they want to bring, or it's an email that maybe I've sent to someone about a meeting availability and I don't want to forget to circle back to them. It could also be a group of students that are emailing back and forth about a group project and they're CCing you on it. And then at the very end, it might need your final approval, that kind of thing. It's basically the things that I can't answer or I'm not going to jump in on until somebody else chimes in first. So as a recap, when you're processing your emails in the morning, all the ones that aren't deleted or answered immediately, meaning fewer than 10 minutes, then you're going to go on to one of the three folders, reply by the end of the day, resource for the week, or waiting. So that's what you're going to do through the morning. In those first 10 minutes, you're just going to go through, read, respond, delete, or put in a folder. All right, we've processed all of our email first thing in the morning in about 10 minutes. Then we've used our email folders for everything else. Now let's talk about how we deal with those emails in the folders. We're going to calendar exactly when we deal with our emails every single day. The key here is to pick a time that you know that you can be consistent with. So for example, I schedule 10 minutes max in the morning to process my emails quickly. I read them, then do the delete responder file. Then I have 15 minutes max at the end of the day to answer all of my reply by end of day emails. And honestly, sometimes those just answer themselves by the time the end of the day rolls around. And I found a good portion of emails get answered by the sender themselves or someone else on the thread if you just wait long enough, especially if they're asking you a question. Plus, if you're a full-time classroom teacher like me, I think most people understand that you're supervising children all day, so you won't be able to respond to an email until school is out anyways. Next, once a week, usually on a Thursday, I actually look over all of my waiting emails. So all the emails that we put in the waiting folder to see if I need to follow up on something or if I still need more information. I like Thursday because it gives others enough time to chime in if they need to, but still gives me one more school day if there are any action items that I need to address myself. Finally, on Friday, I delete all of the emails in my resources for the week folder. The week's over and I don't need the information anymore, so I just delete it. If it's not one of those scheduled times, 10 minutes in the morning or 15 minutes after school, then I close my email tab. Um, I don't try to multitask and have it open while I'm lesson planning or grading because it's just going to distract me. So if you want to be able to focus on the task at hand and process your emails very quickly, I highly suggest keeping the tab closed or not signing in or looking at it until you'll be able to focus and give it your proper time and full attention. All right, here are some bonus tips that will help you become even more efficient with your email. First, when you are composing an email, be specific in your requests to save people from the back and forth. So you can write things like, 
are you available to meet during any of the following times? And that way you can just list the times when you're available. Because if you really do have limited availability, avoid writing requests that are like, when are you free to meet? Just tell them when you're free. Uh, Otherwise, you're inevitably going to suggest a time that doesn't work for you. And you'll end up going back and forth with the emails. Another thing I do is when I'm asking someone for their opinion or need their response, I write, I would love your feedback on the following items by day, time, since I'll need to make a decision by then. Now, they know exactly how long they have to review the information and get back to me, which really helps them when they're prioritizing their tasks for the day and when they receive my email. Another email tip is to create email templates. If you have to write the same type of email twice, create a template. Uh, Gmail lets you compose email templates, and then with a click of a button, it will dump into the email for you, and you're ready to go. And of course, you can edit it and add different things if you need to. So I have email templates for items like directions for parents to access our Google Classroom information. I have a template for reaching out to students or families about missing work. And I have a very basic template that I customize for positive emails home about a student. The great part about email templates is that you can create a framework and then personalize it right before you send it out. Email templates are going to save you a bunch of time. And at the end of the day, when you're responding to emails, you can select a lot of those templates instead of having to compose them from scratch every single time. My last tip is how I use the snooze function in Gmail. All right, so here's what I do if I get an email that I don't want to answer right away, but I don't want to file it away forever because I might need to access it in a few weeks. So for example, say you have an email with information you need to access for an IEP meeting in three weeks. Just hit the snooze button. It's located at the top of your Gmail panel and it looks like a little clock. Click on it and you can select an exact day and time that you want that email to pop back into your inbox. So you can snooze the email for the morning of the meeting or the event if you select that in the calendar and it'll just pop right back up for you. And the great part is if you need to access that email before then, it'll be stored in a folder called the snooze folder, which is located on the left-hand side of the Gmail panel under the compose button. If you're curious to see how this entire process looks in action, I'll be sure to link a video in the show notes for this episode uh, since I created a YouTube video that walks through all of these. Okay, today's classroom story is about one of the funniest yet like slightly insulting comments a parent ever made to me. So to give you a little bit of background, this is a parent that I liked a lot. She was really great. She was super involved in her kids' schooling. She always volunteered to help out with class parties or drive on field trips. She was awesome. But she was also like a little zany. (laughs) And she absolutely had no filter when she would talk to you. So anyways, I was talking with her at an after school event. I think it was either a sporting event or play or something like that. And there were a bunch of parents and teachers and a couple kids around us just sort of talking. And anyway, she comes up to me and she's talking about something or other. And at one point she says super loud. She goes, you know, Misty, I like you. Whenever people talk bad about you, I always defend you. I tell them you're the best. 
Um, I decided to take that as a compliment. Uh, you can talk amongst yourselves how you think she intended it, but I liked her a lot, and I think that was maybe her way of um, saying that maybe she liked me when other people <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Thank you so much for your kind attention today, and remember, time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. So until next time, teachers, bye for now.